right, here we go. Podcasting time. Glenn Power, PowerWorks Automotive is in the house. And that means we're going to be talking about everything you needed to know, but we're afraid to ask about your car, your truck, your van. The list goes on and on. And of course, we're going to hear about the fun things you and DJ have been doing with that Pajero. Don't say fun, James. <laughs> and, oh, and, and there was a, a subtle reminder for many automobile manufacturers about just maybe putting the pollen filters in a place where you can actually get at them. And yeah, lots more. That's what we're talking about here. The never-ending <laughs> hatred of <laughs> pollen filters. <laughs> the battle, the constant battle. Well, you, you know, and, and this is that thing because... You sent me the vi- you sent me a video again of you removing part of the dash of a car, digging in to get this pollen filter. You destroy the pollen filter in the process, but you got to put another one back in, and it's all near impossible. So then I just thought, well, you know, I, I know why we need them. Let's go look at some scientific data. And you definitely want a pollen filter oh, yeah, in your car. The difference is untold, right? Yeah, it's such a massive, massive difference. The the health of the air, the the quality sorry of the yeah. air and there's no denying it and and yeah. so i just can't figure out automo- automobile manufacturers have figured out where to put batteries they figured out where sometimes. to sometimes yeah some <laughs> under the seat where you've got to remove bolts and not necessarily the best thing but this seems like a no-brainer you know you you have a hatch in the you know the engine compartment somewhere that it's easy to just sort of flick up put it in take it out like, this is it's not rocket science yeah, i mean people. the video i sent you this time was the audi it was off my audi and yeah, that, and that's not a that's not a run of the mill junkyard car. It only takes sort of ten minutes to do. You still have to take the glove box out, but yeah. because they're all held in with with yeah. bolts, it's easy to do. And when you know what you're doing, but the problem is, not everybody knows what they're doing. Yeah, and then that's the reason that I came to that, and one of the bolts isn't the right bolt because someone lost a bolt or cross threaded it. Yeah, um, the filter was absolutely disgraceful. Oh, I couldn't believe it. I mean, that was... It, it was wet was... and everything. You know, and, and that kind of made the job worth it. Because yeah. it was like, oh, good. Get yeah. some benefit out of this. Yeah. But I was going to change them anyway. The, the fillers came from Borgenbeck. And um, it was a two-piece. So that filter... Because of where it is, and there's no space to get a big one-piece filter, and you have to put two thin ones in. So you put one in through the hole, push it up, and then while you're holding it up, try and get the other one quickly in, and then it doesn't really work. But it, 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 it goes in, and as long as you get the airflow. No, no, I like the, you've got it in there, and then really quickly, as you're con, you know, doing the contortion. You've got to be quicker than gravity. Yeah. you got Whilst you're laid and, on your back. And, yeah, and, and you've got, you know, DJ sitting behind you with a, no, you know, a DJ big lighter. DJ at this point has got the <laughs> engine running and the heater on. And the heater on. And the footwell. <laughs> And he's revving it up. Doing the pollen pollen filter challenge. So it was getting nice and tense in there. But yeah. Here's my question. How many people actually, I mean, I know you guys do it. You guys clean these filters. Not clean them, you replace them. But how many people are getting these pollen filters replaced on a regular basis? The problem with them is that, look, we're mechanics. There's no hiding that fact. And we often get, well, not often, always generally get tired with the same brush of, well, if you're in the motor trade, you're a crook. Yeah. yeah. Estate agents have the same. Yeah. Um, bankers since 2008. You know, these kind yeah. of people, we just, no matter what your profession is, there's certain professions that if there's a bad one amongst you that's famously bad or infamously, whichever way you look at it, yeah. the rest of your trade is is painted the same way. And 
you know, you're an educator. Well, you know, people say, oh, you know, 400 days a year holiday, what, <laughs> yeah. you know. What do we know? <laughs> those who can't do teach and all that nonsense <laughs> yeah, yeah, that yeah. people say, right? <laughs> so it's the same and, and it's absolute nonsense, but it's a stereotype and it yeah. sticks. So when it comes to selling somebody a pollen filter, it just looks like upsell. Yeah. No difference how we talk about the, the fuel system cleaners at the petrol pump, which is upsell. Yeah. You know, and sometimes there's some justification for thinking that someone trying to sell you a pollen filter is upsell because the person selling it to you doesn't know why they're selling it to you. Yeah. yeah. And and we're not talking about knowing, you know, the finer points of science and you know, getting Dr. Jenner in here and talking to us about Legionnaire's disease and all sorts of stuff you can get from manky water and dirty air. But the fact of the matter is that there's a huge health benefit. Mm. There's also a massive benefit to the actual vehicle. So the pollen filter will filter dust particles, um, pollen, hence the name, yeah. out of the air and protect you from getting it into the cabin. It also deals with some fumes and smells as well. The one that I put in was a, a, a charcoal one, so I had charcoal in the in nice. the, in the, in the uh, fins of it, which deal with smells. But they also stop that dust and, and contaminants getting to the heater core and the evaporator core. Ah, I never thought about that. So side, these but... things then, the evaporator especially gets damp because it's yeah. moist and condensation builds up on it. So the dust sticks to that. And sticks to it and sticks to it and it doesn't disappear. So then what happens is the, the air can't blow through, so the air conditioning isn't as effective because the air isn't able to blow through the, the yeah. cold veins of the evaporator. But also, some of these things that get thrown in through there, they're f- travelling at some serious speed and they can damage and they do damage. And when they mm. eventually break away, they take some of the evaporator with it and then you get evaporators leaking. So the filter does a, a good job of protecting that component as well. So... There's a lot to be said for keeping your pollen filters changed. Yeah. Well, I, I just think it's something that, depending on the generation we're from or, you know, the, the fact that it's out of sight, out of mind, sometimes we just don't think about them. Just let's be blunt about it. The fact is people are too clean these days. <laughs> so everybody's kids are all allergic to everything. Yeah. You know what I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying we should all run around having worms and stuff, but the fact of the matter is yeah. we're far too clean these days and then people are... That there are more allergies than there would have been a hundred years ago, and there are a, there's a genuine need for a pollen filter. Like you wouldn't necessarily have needed. You probably weren't really going fast enough hundred years ago in any kind of automobile to really get up to any speed that the air was coming in, and there was certainly no blower motors. So AC now, because of how it works, because every car has it, every car base model, pretty much always now. You need to have a pollen filter. You need to have an AC filter. And they are relatively inexpensive. We never, ever clean them out. Right. Well, I'm sure, there, I'm sure there's people who are doing that. You know, it's just like you do with the, the filter and, and yeah. the air filter. You know, blow it out. I'm sure some people the, just the, take it out. The problem with cleaning them is you can't get the mold out of them. Right. And you can't always see the mold because the charcoal in them sometimes, too, you yeah. don't see it. If you take one out and it's damp, like mine was. They're always going to be damp. like Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. So we we never we never clean them because the the work in, the work in removing some of them it isn't worth it you know just put a new one in and and yeah. the, the majority of the makeup of them is paper some yeah. of them have a bit of plastic around the edge but they can be they can be relatively easily disposed of without harming the environment too badly so we always replace them and 
like I say, the Borgenbeck ones, we get a direct replacement. They're, okay. they're the same as the original equipment. So nice. You sent me a wonderful little video of, of getting the plastic bumper pieces back to black using a blowtorch. Oh, yeah. I thought, yeah. no, that's pretty cool. You were using peanut oil at one point. Yeah, yeah. So we had a sh- shortage of peanut oil. So we moved on to the mustard oil, which we use mustard oil for when we're drilling or cutting. Okay. And it works really well, deals with the temperature really well. Hmm. So we uh, had some of that and we used it and it was fine, but the car smelled, you know, <laughs> it's not ideal. <laughs> so it's like it's been out for a few pints and a curry. So the, pro- the, the blowtorch is one that we've done before uh-huh. on our own van, but it's a little bit hairy. I was thinking, you know, someone's holding it there too long. You start melting a little bit too much, but, yeah. it, but, but instant results. Yeah, I mean, we got the idea from, so sports grounds. Sports ground in the UK, the red and blue seating, plastic seating, the fold-up seating that you have in mm-hmm. sports ground, they'll go around those in the off-season and they'll heat them up with a, mm-hmm. with a substantially bigger than the blowtorch that we're using, but they go around and do it, and it brings the colour back. What a great idea. Don't know how, don't know yeah. why, could look into it, don't really care, it works. <laughs> yeah. So we just get a blowtorch. Now, this car, the Pajero, was actually the one that I owned previously and I'd sold it to a guy who turned out to be... A neighbour of mine. Nice. Now, so the car was in because the gear shift um, cable, the bush had broken on it. Normal on but, one of those. Yeah, I mean, that, that's happened. On the Wrangler, I guess, yeah. That's happened. You know, they, uh, yeah, in the Wrangler, the unfortunate thing is, because I own two that are the same age, so if, if it goes on one, you might as well just take the other one into the shop because yeah, yeah, you know it's going to go. Yeah, yeah. Well, this just, this just failed. and yeah. it was, uh, It's a little plastic piece, too. Is it the same? Yeah, one? I mean, f- thankfully... The whole cable, you can't get the bush on its own, but the whole cable with the bush yeah. is like 280 yeah. dirhams. Yeah, pretty affordable. Crazy. It's not super expensive. So. Was he trying to go somewhere or was he in a parking lot somewhere? Yeah, reversed off the drive. Uh, there we go. Reversed yeah. off the drive to go out, put it back into into park. They were checking something, then went to pull away from the side of the road and couldn't move. Yeah, it's like, great. Yeah, so yeah, it's just one of those things. Yeah. We did it, but the car was sat around because we couldn't get the part till this was on a Sunday. So... We couldn't get the part till the Monday. Okay. So I just thought, well, we'll have a go. So Riaz, who's one of our drivers, he's all for the mustard oil. Okay. I mean, he goes down to the beach and rubs it on his body. <laughs> of like, course. He's crazy. He loves it's it. <laughs> so he... He likes to smell like a good curry. Yeah, he loves it. So we got... He went one side with the mustard oil and I said to him, do you know about this? And got the blowtorch out and he was horrified when I approached with the blowtorch. But it works and... Does it last longer than the oil? Well, that's what we're going to see, you see yeah. now. So obviously we haven't charged the customer for it. It's just yeah. while your car's here, we'll do this as a, as a like we said before, clean the engine bay and clean yeah. the exhaust sort of thing. We just did it as a goodwill gesture sort of yeah. thing. And we'll see when it comes back in for service, which it will. Yeah, I, can, I could only imagine it would last longer because the, the oil you're putting on, it's just... Yeah, a, the oil's going to wash a, off. Yeah, whereas this is literally melted yeah. the top layer of plastic so that yeah. it's dark again. Yeah, I assume it's just getting rid of the faded yeah. part of the material and it's going down to the... But we'll see. It, it, it works and it looks a lot better. It makes a tired car look yeah. new again without paying... You know, you can pay... I know... Well, you've got... Uh, is he cousin that does the detailing? Yeah, it does. And they do some really good stuff. I mean, <gasps> imagine stuff. you could just ask him how much he charges to do yeah. back to black on bumpers. You know what? I should do that. I bet I bet there'd be a couple of hundred dollars because there's yeah. time in that. You know, yeah. when you go around it with the oil, yeah, yeah. you're sweating... And you spent an hour doing a car, so material, time, everything else, 
you're going to be charging a few hundred dirhams here to do it. And there are detailing places that will use these proper back to black gels, which claim to do all this, that, and the other. And they'll probably charge you a thousand dirhams to do a car. Pretty awesome. So we just did it to see how it goes. Yeah, I'll have to ask him. It would be great to get him on the show, but uh, he's in Calgary. So that's a a rather obnoxious time difference to when we usually record this show. That's all right. (laughs) But yeah, but Richard, he's probably up. You know, Richard Bilo. He's he's probably knowing him. Yeah, he's He's, putting people's bumpers back to black. Well, or or he's ice ice fishing time is not now, so he's not out ice fishing on his snowmobiles. And that means it's ATV time of year. Well, there you go. He's out on that. He's out on his ATV. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what was going on? So speaking of Pajeros, you also sent me pictures of this Pajero that it was horrifying as you were, you know, you had the, the oil pan off and you had the, um, the head off so you could see the, you know, the, the valves and the valve lifters anyway. And it, it, it did not look pretty. Yeah. We got a customer with a Pajero and uh, he, an, another Colin actually not, not Colin Thomas, another Colin, and he sent me a WhatsApp video, and it was a video of his engine running on the Pajero, and apart from seeing the dolphins and the rainforest die in front of my eyes, <laughs> it was noisy. Yeah. But the, the the by the time it's gone through the speaker on his phone, been compressed, sent to me, and come out of my speaker, I, I, I couldn't tell what it was. It could have been anything from a, a damaged pulley to a main bearing on the crankshaft yeah. I had no idea it was just noisy yeah. and it shouldn't have been noisy no and I and I did say to him look if you've got the oil pressure light on please don't drive it and he said I'll check it's my wife's car she hadn't had the oil pressure light on and he checked the oil level because that's old school so it's got a yeah. dipstick so he was able to check that he said it does look dirty and it's looking like it's due a service according to the sticker turns out it was a bit overdue so I'll bring it in so he brought it in yeah. for service and it was the the tappets on the on the end. It was really, really, really noisy, just rattling away. Yeah. And if anyone's ever driven a car with a massive oil leak and they've not been able to top it up at some point, and that noise you get on the top of the engine first, yeah. So anyone that's had a, had a car for more than ten years, I would say, has probably come across that at some point. That that noise is very, very recognisable. So. We didn't have the oil pressure light on, but when we took the oil cap off, the back of the oil cap was absolutely caked in. They call it sludge here. Castrol call it engine cholesterol, uh, which is quite a good way of thinking about okay. it. That's a good way of talking about sludge. It's basically carbon deposits. And it, it, it goes almost like obsidian. It's almost like a volcanic glass when it's well, That's what it looked like out. when you took it off. Yeah. I'm looking at this and going, wow. It's, that was, it was actually kind of pretty, but it was... Also ugly. Yeah, it was frightening how bad it was when we got the. I mean, like I said I, you you mentioned I sent you the video that the technician that we I spoke to about it and said, "Look, this is what we're going to do. Let's get the valve covers off. Let's get the sump off." Now the problem is on the Pajero to get the sump off, <laughs> you have to take the front differential out to get the valve covers off. You can get one side off, but the other side you have to take the intake manifold off. Of course you do. So the guy is two and a half thousand dirhams in. You know, yeah. and it's a lot, you know, yeah, yeah. we spent over a day and a half doing it. That's a long time. You know, like if you combine the fact that there was two people working on it yeah, yeah. and then you've got the gaskets and then the silicon and then three lots of oil and then, yeah. So at that point, if we hadn't done that, we risked finishing the engine off, putting new oil in it. 
Mm. It would have definitely caused more damage because some of that would have broken apart and it would have just blocked the oil pickup, which was already half blocked, which was why it wasn't getting enough lubrication to the top yeah. of the engine and why it was causing a noise. So we would have finished it off if we'd just put new oil in it and left it. So it was a simple conversation, difficult, but in terms of the content, but it was easy enough to just yeah. send the video to the customer, yeah. give them a call and say, look. They don't need a new car. That's, the, you know, that's, that's, yeah. that's a cost. We found it. You know, we yeah. can get rid of it. I can't be 100% sure the noise is going to go because I don't know if anything's worn out. But yeah. if we don't do this, then it will wear out. And so it's either we do it or we don't do anything at all. Yeah. He wasn't expecting his service. that was probably going to be 700 dirhams to be yeah. two and a half and then some. Yep. But no, no one likes that call, but you don't have to buy a new car. Yeah. And thankfully, the rest of the car was okay. It needed rear brake pads and it, it needed a couple of tires. And so it wasn't too bad. Yeah. But we put the first lot of oil in, and it was still a little bit noisy. And uh, once we drained that out and changed the filter a second time, it was fine. And it's all okay, and he's happy with it. And the good thing is, that's a kind of repair where there's a noticeable improvement yeah. in everything. He'll get yeah. better fuel economy, and he'll, he might get 10 miles to the gallon now out of his video. <laughs> but, you know, he'll get better fuel economy. The noise isn't there anymore. Yeah. Yeah. It won't smell as bad. Oh, yeah. Just so many benefits, right? But yeah. the fact is, it had done 122,000 kilometers. That's pretty good. So it's probably been two or 3,000 late for every service I've seen it for. Uh-huh. We've done three. It's been two or 3,000 late on them, except for this one, which was a lot later. But it soon adds up very, very quickly. We've, we're talking about a car that goes very slow speeds, and not hard acceleration just to and from a house to a school and back in the local so, area. So you wouldn't think there'd be a big issue. Well, the problem is it's not getting up to temperature properly. Right. The fuel doesn't combust very well with the temperature okay. here anyway. The fuel isn't great, as we've all mentioned all these things before. So, And then the oil isn't ever getting really, really hot. Yeah. So it's just adds to it and adds to it. And you only have to be 2,000 late every service. And it'll add up, and and that's basically where it got to. You're reminding me. I got to go get an oil change on my vehicle. <laughs> She's reminded me. It's like I got to get that done. Yeah. I've never seen it on a Wrangler before. Yeah, I've never seen that. It's probably because they run engine. hot. <laughs> well, yeah, those engines are probably yeah they're just better suited to, and they don't tend to be short distance commuter cars, really, yeah. are they? They're not that kind of car. I had I had someone over yesterday, and he, he was he was driving a Volvo now, and just got rid of his Wrangler. He said, yeah, for so long, I just couldn't do it anymore as a daily drive. And I'm thinking, you know, I'm thinking, okay, well, we're in my Wrangler. I do, I, I do drive two as a daily drive. And then the <laughs> truth came out, well, you know, he'd modified the life out of the thing. So this modified Wrangler was no longer comfortable to drive because ah. he obviously had the lift on it. He yes. obviously had bigger wheels and he had some neat mods on it. You know, the back bumper was a shower, so it, nice. it held water and he'd open up the back gate and a whole table would fold out and he had, he had it set up so he could put a bed in the, into oh, the okay, back. Cool. So yeah. he'd done a whole bunch of mods. He didn't, didn't drive nice anymore. Mm. So now he's driving a Volvo and I'm just, you know, and you could see it in his face as we were driving this, Wrangler with zero modifications, just going, you know, this isn't a bad vehicle. <laughs> Driving his Volvo because he's given up. Yeah, and I'm just going, really? Really? And yeah. it was a white Volvo, too. It's just like, really? That's soulless, my friend. Yeah. I mean, it's a nice drive. It's very safe, but that's soulless. Given up. Yeah, he'd given up. He just couldn't do it. Yeah. yeah. And it's a, it's a sad one, really, because I suppose it's kind of the opposite of getting a 
9-11 when you turn 55, right? Yeah. It's kind of the opposite of a midlife crisis getting a Volvo. Yeah. <laughs> it's the exact it's opposite. It's the exact opposite. It's like, oh, whatever. I've resigned myself yeah. to the fact that I can't bear to climb an extra few inches into a car. Yeah. And I want something with... <laughs> I want side impact protection. I'm not taking my doors off to go in the desert. No. I want a seat myself. Because I'm not going to be in the desert. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I want it to be quiet. It is. It's the opposite yeah, yeah. to a midlife crisis. Yeah. But, you know, fair play. If At the end of the day, Volvos, I mean, we oh, were in... It was a nice looking Volvo. I mean, I didn't, realize, I, I didn't realize it was a Volvo until we pulled back and I was I mean, I took another look. I said, oh, it is a Volvo. Yeah, we it, were in Festival Plaza the other week and... Volvo have got, I don't know if it's a permanent fixture there, but it looks right. like a Volvo store okay. with two cars. I think there's the XC90 and the XC40. Right. And they're, they're not a bad-looking car for what yeah. they are and yeah. the reputation that follows them around. They're a car that yeah. is sensible to drive. It's but, a sensible choice. That's that what nobody could really give you a negative. Yeah. They've in, always been that. Yeah, A it, Volvo is... You know, the, 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 the teacher drives one. Yeah, you sit down and make your list of pros and cons about a car. At the point of you've made that list, you're already going to drive a Volvo. Yeah. You, there, there's no, you know, <laughs> exactly. nothing else getting on there, really. There's no. not many more sensible choices yeah. than that. Because they, they do the, you know, they do the R ones. They do yeah. the high-powered ones. They do the sporty ones. So they, they do have an option for pretty much every taste, but... Yeah, certainly the opposite to a midlife crisis. Yeah, for sure. So feel sorry for the guy. I, I did feel sorry for him as well. I think yeah. we get a Wrangler come in, and yeah. it's really, really heavily modified. It's not the one we talked about a few weeks ago, where we had an issue with the bush on the front damper, but it's ridiculous. Massive thirty-five inch rolling radius, oh, Mickey Thompson wheels and tires, everything on. Oh, lovely, like. Every, I love seeing, mod, every mod you can think yeah, of. I love seeing all those things. I don't want it, but I love seeing them. The thing is, when you look at a Wrangler and you see those, I always think it's a bit like putting a hat on a hat. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, kind yeah, of... Yeah. It's it, over the top. Maybe put sand tires on, yeah, okay, yeah. but you're pretty much ready to go anyway. But the point of this story is the guy, how oh, do you use it much in the... How do you keep it so clean? I don't take it in the desert. <laughs> I spent too much money on it. There we Which go. is a fair point. Yeah, you yeah, spent yeah. like 100k on this car. Yeah, he doesn't want it to break. Can't do any turning circles either. Can't no, do no, any, I can't do anything. A U turn, forget it. You're going to have to back no, up. No. It's like you got to get a mom backer out there for you to, yeah. to stop traffic. Yeah. But I mean, it's it's not happening. But I had one of those in a Ford F 150 the other day. I'm waiting to go around a, a U turn. The F 150 pulls out and has to back up. I'm just uh, going, well, that's a waste of a vehicle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, cool one. Hey, this is This was just fun. Imtishan's old Ram. Yeah. The, at, the red one, yeah. The red one. I'm over at, at Expo, and I see it. And I, th- I said, well, I think that's Imtishan's old. I said, Imtishan's here. And then I go, oh, no, no, he sold that thing. And I thought, oh, no, I can't really be his. Drove around the front of it, and lo and behold, it had the Motoring Middle East mud bumper plate there on it, it still. So it's still his. He's, someone's driving it. Still going. Yeah, still going yeah. strong. And he's yeah. in the F-150 now, so. Yeah, yeah. Still see him on his socials posting yeah. his F-150. Waiting to see what he's doing with his Land Cruiser, to be honest. Yeah, I'm waiting for that, too. He's bigged that one up, so he's going to yeah. have to be a big, big reveal. The big, it's going to be awesome. It's, it's funny. The guy loves going out on dunes, but he hates being in sand. So, <laughs> well, yeah. See, that's why. You, see, now you see. Then, therefore, 
you need to buy the same car as he drives because it means he isn't getting stuck. He's not getting Either stuck. Either that or he's got a team of Sherpas with him yeah. to dig him out. Well, I wouldn't doubt that as well. But yeah, no, he, he doesn't like getting sand on him in his vehicle or nothing. So it's like, you know, F-150, Raptor, that's yeah. what you got to own. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't, get, don't get stuck. Just full throttle everywhere. I was driving around the other day and uh, new rattle in my car. I mean, it's not a bad rattle, but it's just weird. It's just a weird sound. I'm, I'm forever trying to figure out where it is. It's it's clearly plastic going against something. Some I don't know. It's old, right? And that's when I I came up with this all fit gap tape. Oh <laughs> no, I saw it on the notes, and I I didn't even know that stuff existed. No, so then I the I hit it up on the old Amazon because I'm thinking this can't be for real. And lo and behold, not only can you get this red tape, must come in other colors too, but it even comes with the applicator so that you can push it in. And and they're advertising as make your car look fantastic. And I'm thinking. <laughs> No one's putting in this, this <laughs> no, in the car. Well, that's the thing. And then I, you know, then lo and behold, I'm I'm just going randomly buy cars that look like they would be something that would have this in it. And I'm seeing all this red highlighting, and I'm going, "That's the stuff." It's people are getting this stuff and putting it everywhere. <laughs> Some of the people are getting it with lights in it, <laughs> but but it stops the rattles. I mean, because you know, yeah. what do you do? Tighten things up and do this or do that or so, just put this tape in on the. So, so you could, we had a, a CD that was aged myself a little there, but we had a CD which played frequencies very, very high, very, very low, and everything in between to try and get a resonant frequency for a dashboard rattle, so that we weren't aimlessly driving around. Because ah. also, when you drive in, you yeah. can't be looking under the glove box. <laughs> no. So you know, get it, try and get it to resonate with an audio um, frequency, which invariably worked. It was a good tool. But we also had uh, a rattle detector, which you could therefore drive around and you would put it somewhere and it would remember where the rattle was. That's pretty cool. They were were pretty cool. But all of that tech and all of that way of approaching it and on the Golf Mark IV, on the bottom of the centre console on the dashboard, there was a rattle. And there was a factory, not recall, but a proactive service campaign whenever a car came in, just do it. And it was basically just some small rubber pads (laughs) with felt on either side that we had to wedge in under there slightly slightly proud so you could still see it but if you weren't looking for it you wouldn't necessarily know it was there it was black and it looked okay and most of the interiors were black but some of them weren't black but there wasn't another option it was always the black tape so they didn't look great but sometimes rattles happen yeah and the older the car gets, the more it's going to run, especially here when it's just getting oh, baked yeah. by the sun all the oh, time. Oh, yeah. That's, and that's what I figure. It's just something has given way. And yeah. It's a weird rattle. It's just a weird... It's clearly plastic. It's the plastic on a piece of metal somewhere because it's just weird. As long as it's not the engine on the K-Box, who cares? So far not. <laughs> who cares? Who cares? <laughs> Turn your radio up. It, it, I, I threw into the notes also, well, there's, there's this Lexus... LC 500 mm. that I didn't realize that with the LC 500 convertible, the, the Lexus is always throwing out some specialty models of that thing. Mm, so nothing special about the Lexus convertible. I don't know. I like it. Oh dear. Yeah. I know. I really liked it. I thought, that, oh, know. what was that there? The description of the red? <laughs> yeah. The dark rose. <laughs> the dark rose. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Matches the fabric chosen for the retractable. So what? They've got a red top yeah. on it. Yeah. 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 90s. I like it. I know. That's what I thought too. It's, it, instantly I was there. I was going, I'd, I'd drive one of these. And then, you know, someone said, but would you really drive one? No, but you know, <laughs> would you go and buy one today? No, but you know, if, if I was offered it, I'd drive it around. I, I, well, yeah. Yeah. I, I just like the Lexus cause it, it's got that weird, crazy kind of 
look to it. Yeah, well, that's the thing with them, right? I don't, I mean, it's... Yeah, they like it or you don't. That's clearly based on the Supra, the yeah. Z4 and all that yeah, yeah. stuff. But, it's yeah, it's it's kind of weird. It's very in your face. I mean, like, it's in your face. The front it's, of a Lexus is a face, isn't yeah, it? It's yeah. just a massive it's, spread out It's just grill. right at you. you, when you. When that thing's coming behind you, you just kind of go, whoa, okay, get out of the way here. Yeah. Yeah, I was talking to Dan from We Will Fix It yesterday. He's been doing the school running in one of their fleet uh-huh. vans. Well, <laughs> the purple one? Yeah, yeah. We Will Fix It right yeah, now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and I, and, and I, all the tools in the back? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so I've, I've, Dan I've been, is the man. Well, I've been doing the same. I've been doing <laughs> the same. In a We Will Fix It truck? No, no, no. no okay. One of ours. Okay, one of okay. Ours. what are yours? So, so you guys are racing. Well, no. We do live in the same area, though, so we could, but... Different schools. I'd been driving it, and and he mentioned to me, these they've just bought an Armada, and it was in it's in today getting checked. Yeah. So we're checking it out, and he just said, "Look, I need to get out of this van because <laughs> there's just no one res- no respect for me on the road. Like nobody gets out of the way. <laughs> Everybody's cutting me up. So I said, okay, yeah. So the other morning, I'd had the same issue, and I got to the school and. There's a one-way system in the car park at the oh school. No. Oh, no. So I'm parked there at the end, and I'm at the front of it. Daughter gets out, wish her farewell, and off we go. Come out of the car park, and there's cars behind me, and there's a guy on some sand opposite where there's a massive, one of these huge rolling bins. Yeah. And he walked almost the full length of that patch where he'd come from his car to there, and I've been watching him. Through a massive bag of dirty, wet rubbish, whatever was in it, I've got no idea. It must have been coffee, banana peel, all this sort of stuff. And he just threw it underarm like that, kind of near to the bin. So I just like pressed the horn. And he just sort of turned around and gave me this crazy hand movement. Yeah. And started to walk off. So I, ro- I rolled my window down. I said, What are you doing with that there? He said, Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were a worker. <laughs> Oh, and what does that matter? Well, you've thrown rubbish on the floor. Yeah, yeah. What's he got to do with who you thought I was? Yeah. I would have been shamed into picking it up anyway. Yeah, yeah. Gee. I, he obviously knew he'd yeah. done something wrong in yeah. doing it. And that's why when he pressed the horn, he sort of turned around and gave me the hand. Yeah. But I rolled the window down, yeah, not so. wanting to get into an argument at quarter to eight in the morning, but it's yeah. like, mate. Yeah. What are you doing? Be self-respecting here in the and environment. Like, and and he's literally out of his mouth, the phrase, I'm sorry, I thought you were a worker. So what? Jeez, yeah. Oh, that's just wrong. That's wrong. And that's... Don't, that, ju- don't judge people by what they're driving. No, no. One of the guys, uh, AAA, uh, Rico, he was a foreman. He'd been there 20-odd years when I started there, 10 years ago. And he is a really, really good guy, actually. But he had a Kia Rio, mm. one of the older ones. And... He put some LED strip lights on the front on his front oh, bumper, nice. and he said once he'd put those on, people would get out of his way because they thought it was a nice car coming up behind them, and they'd get out of his way, and then he'd like go past them, and you could see them get back in and chase him down. <laughs> Whereas before that, they'd never get out of his way because it's like yeah. who's this clown? Yeah. And it's so strange to see because yeah. everybody that's ever driven a smaller rental in between cars, or whenever we have somebody's car in, they might rent a car, or we'll yeah. give them something that you know. I said, oh, yeah, I need to get back in the whatever their car is, and because yeah. you got no respect on the road, yeah. you don't really, don't really think about it. Because I'm not, you know, hell for leather on the road. To be honest, it's just one of those things you've got to drive. You've yeah. got to drive. Nobody likes getting stuck in traffic, but you're in it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, Dan mentioned it, and I 
thought about it and it's true when you're in the van you just get constant just disregard it's like it's whatever it's someone in a van I've, I've been following all of these van makeover channels now because i'm because i'm really obsessed now with the tiny home concept yeah because i pretty much figured the day i leave the uae i'm not gonna be able to afford to live in anything so <laughs> tiny homes are it and i'm really starting to think a van is going to be the thing i yeah. haven't convinced my wife about this yet but i've been watching some of these makeovers of these tiny vans full washrooms in them yeah yeah and i'm thinking i could do that well you can there's software and training courses that you can do and online you know, hardwood flooring and yeah and I, or you know at least flooring that's wood so it doesn't look you know chintzy like i could this is this might be the way you live yeah. you know seven months somewhere where it's warm and then you drive back up and well if you if you were to if you were to if you were to do it in europe yeah you get all four seasons at any one time no problem. i just might have to be living in europe i don't think i can afford to go back to canada <laughs> There you go. We, we, I worked with a lad who did it in a, in a transport van, and he yeah, they're basically transport. Nearly two years. Yeah, he lived in Europe, drove all around. I'm thinking that's what I'm going to just have to do. Yeah, I'm just you know, it's There's, the, the the better ones, especially in North America, the better ones are the big old school buses. Oh yeah, because yeah. they're so so. Well, and we see those here, those those yellow ones. Yeah, we get them here. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're 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 crazy on the outside, but man, you can make that into quite the home on the because they're huge. Yeah. Yeah, they're you know, they're massive. You don't need all the seats, obviously. Yeah. You just turn it into living space. Yeah. And it's a good way to see the world. I mean, it'd take you a year, really, wouldn't it, to drive across Canada if you were to well, do stuff all the way and yeah. enjoy the scenery and yeah. take up a hobby and learn to f- whatever, fish, yeah, whatever. Yeah, learn how to fly fish. Uh, that, there you go. That's your summer. Yeah. yeah. Over the border, do do America, do the same. Well, that's the whole thing, just going through each state. <laughs> could be years. Yeah, but then you you could live a week in every state. Yeah. Why would and you? That's Why a just whole a year, week? isn't it? Yeah, no, that'd be that'd in a be year. Awesome. You've lived a week in every state. Yeah, you know, and then live to tell the tale. <laughs> and then, you know, but these 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 things it is it is big. The whole van life thing is a massive yeah. thing. Now, I, I, the the legalities of it here, I'm pretty sure you can't right. here, and I don't see how it would ever change. No, and I don't think because obviously as well you have to be a registered commercial entity to to mm. ha- to, to own a van. Mm. So that's just how it is for now. Whether that changes or not, I don't know. But certainly, and I know in Europe and North America, it's absolutely massive. And, yeah. and I guess same in Australia as well. Yeah, no, it's really cool. Which which brings me to the Nissan Sunny. Well, obviously, <laughs> <laughs> segue of the a segue week. right in there, right? Segue of the week. <laughs> fifty-seven thousand to sixty-seven thousand Durham's. Right. I saw one the other day, and I had to take a second look because. Uh, my mind is still caught in the sunny from five years ago, which kind of looked like a jelly bean. Yeah. And it was the the most hideous vehicle I've ever seen in my life. Like, I just couldn't imagine who would drive it. I know we had this chat and, you know, they were, they, I think they're still built in India. And there was the, the, the thought process being that it was really catering to an Indian clientele and, yeah. and they liked the shape. And I still thought it looked ugly. I mean, it, I didn't see how it fit into the Nissan line, and it was horrible looking. When they go above 80 kilometers now, the bumpers fall off. Oh, for yeah, sure. It was horrible, a, weren't they? Well, I passed one two days ago, and I'm looking at it, and I'm going, is that, what, what is that? I mean, I, so I see the badge on the back. It's a, you know, it's a Nissan. I'm going, is that not an Ultima? It's definitely too small to be a Maxima. What is that thing? Because it was black, and it had a nice trim on it. Get close. It's sunny. And I'm going... They've 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 done it. It looks like the all of the range. Of, all of the range. I mean, it could easily. It, you you know, you buy the Sunny, you upgrade to an Ultima. Next thing you know, you own a Maxima, and you're done. 
with cars because all the yeah. cars you've owned are boring. <laughs> no, you're right. I, I saw a grey one today. Same shape. Yeah. And even, it's got all the swage lines on it. The, it's no longer just a round bubble on one And, else, and yeah. even when you get to the back door and then you've got that little piece between the, the you got the post there that goes yeah. then to it's even got that little piece of black whatever highlighting that looks like all the other cars they yeah. sell. Wow, yeah. This is not bad. Overdue. Yeah, well Longer overdue. overdue. They say it's brand, you know, brand new look. They I almost sell millions of those things. I, I mean the, uh, the most expensive model is 67,000 dirhams. Yeah. I mean the the reliability is unquestionable. Yeah. You you're never going to you're not going to ever worry about reliability when it comes to buying a Nissan. I suppose so. a sales guy if I, you know, and I have a seat, and I'm doing sales, and I'm driving the Emirates. This would be a perfect car because it looks pretty decent. Yeah, yeah, full yeah. features, and it's not that expensive. I I don't know because I haven't driven one, and it's uh, I haven't we, driven one either. Now we, I want to drive one and just see what it's yeah, like. Yeah, we talk about going around showrooms and stuff. Maybe we start with the basic stuff like this, the entry level stuff, and and put one of those things side by side with. Um, a Chinese vehicle like an MG or something. I, I saw an MG. Yeah. Now, annoyingly... They're looking nice, though, the MGs. Yeah, well, annoyingly, <laughs> this MG comes past me, and I thought it looked like a C-Class Mercedes. The yeah. lights were almost the exact copy really? of the C-Class. The shapes, everything's it the might same. Be the, yeah. But the most annoying thing about this MG GT is that apparently it's an MG MG GT because it's got yeah. the MG badge on the back, yeah. and instead of just saying GT next to it, it says MG GT. I don't... Why have you named it twice? <laughs> Take, don't it doesn't need to be an MG MG GT so that's just one of those things like the yeah. attention to detail on yeah. little bits like that but the car itself it was a red one that I saw mm. and it, it the, all the accents on it would look quite nice and, and it looked like a C-Class Mercedes for, no. you could probably buy 10 for the same price mm. and I would guess that's going to fit probably a little bit below the sunny range but yeah. size wise you know they're not far off and, and if you're looking to buy a car for a budget, I think you could get a top spec MG offering potentially for the same sort of price you pay for an entry level uh, yeah. Sunny. So you, you know, th- we should look at those comparisons. Yeah. I think. We're, I think we're. I think we're going to have to have a chat about this uh, on our next podcast. Mm. Just taking a look at what are some of the entry level vehicles out there. What are some of the prices? We've got Japanese, we've got South Korean, we've got Chinese, yeah, uh, European, North yeah. American. I think just put a few side by side and have a chat and just yeah. say where are we going with it i'm looking forward to that and, yeah. and i gotta get back to the the guys over at the the, the ford and l tire and we they, you know they were keen for us to start again so. my friend very good friend of mine he uh, i think we mentioned before he owned a turkish restaurant right uh, called grand bazaar and he has just bought uh, an x i think it's an x demo ford edge oh titanium yeah. top ooh, spec ooh. he came out of an ml63 yeah his other car is a 996 Porsche. He said this Ford Edge is the best car he's ever driven. So we want to, we want to get that guy on the phone. So, yeah. We, yeah. Want to, we want to get him on the phone. Next podcast, we want to call him. Yeah, he says it's the best car he's ever driven. There so we go. So him yesterday. Saw the car. It's, it's a nice looking car. Yeah. Got all the tech in the world. But he says it's the best car he's ever driven. And on that note, we're going we're gonna to wrap up this show. We're going to do it all again really soon. Ford's on top again. PowerWorks, Garage, Glenn Power joining us. We talk cars. It's the PowerWorks podcast. Do it all again real soon. My name's James Pikeway. So long for now.